Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. This is not Charlotte Sports Today. It's not Wesson Walker. It's not the Mac and Bone Show. It's not even the Clubhouse with Kyle Bailey. We don't it's have not, a name it's not for the name our of the show. show. It's not the name of the show anymore. Get it right. Um, it's Kyle Bailey Show. But as you can hear, flounder to to my right. We've also got the Renaissance Man, Evan Smoke Ludwig, across from me. Shroppy behind the board. You don't get any title, Shrop. You're just Shrop. Um, <laughs> but we don't have a name for the show. I've got one for you. The producer Palooza. Okay. I was thinking because we got two F's and an, and an S. Oh, man. O-F-F-S. Stop what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that, Flounder? O-F-F-S. You know the popular Elmo meme where you see Elmo and it's O-F-F-S? Wow. Oh. Great start, gentlemen. Great Cause, start. Because that's probably what a lot of people are saying God, as, they we hear, are, as they hear our three voices. We are really, uh, we are really suffering in terms of comedy on um, these airwaves right now. It was supposed to be uh, hilarious. It was just you got okay. a, you got a, you know, not okay, a alliteration, but you got the, you know, you got the letters and. Um, but we're going to be we'll with keep you working for the next the next three hours talking Panthers, Duke's Mayo Bowl in two, town. Two hours. Two hours. Um, so uh, <laughs> a, 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 a lot to get through, a lot to a lot to discuss. Um, but I wanted to open up with it being two days after Christmas, doing a little Christmas recap with everybody here. Talk about uh, how their holiday was. Smoke, I'll start. I'll start with you. How was uh, how was your Christmas day? Uh, tremendous. You know, got to hang out with my family, mom, dad, brother, uh, grandma, and aunt. Uh, tremendous. Just laid back. Really fun, and it's all about what Christmas should be too. So. No, no question. I had a fun Christmas. What was your favorite gift? Ooh, I my grandma gave me a fat head of Kevin Martin autographed, the former uh, NBA basketball player that went to Western Carolina. Yes. Oh. Yeah, fat, literal fat head of Kevin Martin, and it was autographed. So super clutch. I was like, wow, that's completely random because I got a. It was in a trash bag. I'm like, what in the world is this? It looks like a fat head, but I, I was like, I don't know what this is. And I looked, I'm like, oh my god, it's Kevin Martin. So. He recently had his jersey retired at Western Carolina. And I, and I hear that's a tough thing to do. Oh, yeah. There's not that many jersey uh, numbers retired. I think he's like the third uh, cat about to have his jersey retired for men's basketball. Henry Logan, I believe, Ronnie Carr, and now Kevin Martin. I know Maybe common knowledge, yeah. common knowledge. Uh, where does Kevin Martin rank in your favorite cannabis? So is he like, is he ahead of Brad Hoover or behind no, Brad no, Hoover? No. Okay, I just wanted to no, check. No, Brad Hoover's near the top of the list. But, there we uh, go. Legend. He's at the very least top 10. Okay. All right. Just wanted to check. Flound, how was your Christmas? Uh, Pretty good, man. You know, it's a normal Italian Christmas. A lot of food, a lot of gifts. Uh, a lot of family time. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really good. You eat lasagna on Christmas? hundred percent. hundred percent. And you are just a hater. Yeah. I mean, look, lasagna, that's, that's, that was the second course. The first course is a little antipasta, which was outstanding. 
Uh, you follow it up with the regular pasta, which is, yeah, typically lasagna. Some years it's baked ziti. Um, just an all-around outstanding meal. And then you follow that up with desserts, which is Italian pastries, as well as chocolate pudding pie, which my mom makes, which is tremendous. She makes it every year. She only makes it for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, and every year kills it. Yeah, Love I don't know about you, Smoke. I think I'd stick to steak, crab legs, baked potato, salad, pies, fudge. I'm even brought some treats in. I got uh, my mama's famous Oreo balls, some uh, Ritz crackers dipped in white chocolate. So you're gonna eat all those? That's your lunch, isn't um, it? Um, okay. Uh, Shrop, you don't have a you don't have a name or a title, but how was your Christmas? <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, hung out with the family, had some good steak, little fillet. Uh, Ooh, got a great gift. It was called a Bartesian. Basically, it makes uh, mixed drinks for you. So that's what's wrong with you today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Uh, thanks, Mom and Dad. Bring for that, that down yeah. to the doghouse later on. Hey, uh, no, I'm go. just kidding. It does have a travel bag available. Oh. So, I don't know. Are you a big mixed drink guy? Uh, Look at him. He spells mixed drink. Look <laughs> at the way he dresses. What do you mean? Boy, that's something. You, you just look like a guy that, you know. He's wearing a champion sweatshirt. That, what are you that, talking you know, about? That wants a, a good mixed drink whenever he goes home after, a, you know, a long five, six hours cutting up audio. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I, don't don't listen to whatever he says. You When you have an alcoholic beverage, you should want the alcoholic beverage to taste good. If that means a mixed drink, that's fine. Like, Thank you, I don't fun. know. Who the hell, like, who drinks beer and says, man. I think this is great. I Mac. mean, you probably do. You drink Miller, and you're probably like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted." Um, but you had a good, you, you had a good Christmas shop. I did. It was fantastic. That's it was good. fantastic. Um, neither one of y'all asked how my Christmas was. It no was one fantastic. Cares. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great time with the family. Great gifts. Better food. Um, great time. I wanted to open the show before we get fully into the pants because I think I think we'll get there. But you know, holidays are big sports days. Thanksgiving is an NFL day. New Year's Day is a big college football day. Mm -hmm. Christmas growing up used to be the NBA day. And it's usually when a lot of people would be like, okay, this is when the NBA season starts. And I tuned in. I watched the Knicks and Bucks. I watched Lakers Celtics. Um, and I watched some of the Mavericks and the Suns game late at night. But you had a triple header uh, with the Chiefs and the Raiders, the Giants and the Eagles, and then a Super Bowl preview with the Niners and the Ravens on Christmas Day. Smoke, do you think that Christmas has now become an NFL holiday? No. Uh, really? I, I think this is mm. one of those instances where it just all the stars aligned in the right situation for the NFL to have something like this happen. Because usually, you know, NBA does this no matter what day it is of the week. Because they, it's just the NBA is a different type of game, so they can kind of get away with that. With football, you got to have it fall on the right day. There have been Christmas Day games, but it's been very rarely uh, we've seen it very rarely. And plus we haven't seen a triple header like this for Christmas day. Now, does that mean for the future we could see more of this maybe, but the next time Christmas falls on a weekend uh, in the calendar is 2027 and that falls on a Saturday. So maybe we'd see a game on a Saturday. Who knows? We could see a Thursday night game, but the next time we could see a triple header like this is actually during the next leap year in 2028. So I necessarily don't think this is just, the NFL is going to have triple headers, maybe a one-time game on a Thursday or Friday night, 
but I don't think this is something where the NFL can establish themselves and say, hey, Christmas night's now going to be our night because it just doesn't seem sustainable. The logistics of it, especially for a game like football, just doesn't seem like it can happen every year like it does for the NBA. So no, but when it does happen, which I think it will happen a little bit more often, if the days align, then I think we could see this happen more often. Flounder, you're a Nick fan and a Giant fan. Yeah. Um, both teams in action on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. For you, Checks out. do you think Christmas has now become an NFL holiday more so than an NBA holiday? I mean, look, what was I invested in? Clearly, I was invested more in the football. Watch the Knicks and Bucks game, no doubt. Um, but after that, yeah, transitioned, watched Chiefs, Raiders, and from then on, it was on football the entire day. I think what will be interesting is, yes, a lot of these will be in the middle of the week moving forward. Uh, you'll have, what is it, four or five straight years of midweek Christmas day um, where it falls. I'll be intrigued to see, though, will they put teams maybe on Thursday night the week before and try to get them to play on a short week? Because I'm going to tell you, people are locked in on the NFL. I, every social media, I mean, everybody was locked in on these games. Now, they stumbled into an amazing one because I don't believe this this was not flexible, right? I think all these games were locked in. I believe the the Ravens and Niners was scheduled to be on Christmas Day when the season began. They yes. just got very lucky that it was the top two teams in the league. But, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I would love to see it because I, I – I just I'm not big into the NBA. I've told I, I've said that before on air. Like I used to be a pretty big NBA guy, especially on Christmas Day. I'd get into it, but I got to tell you, like I did not care one iota about any of the other games outside of the Knicks and Bucks. That's just you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's it's just diverged to where like the NFL doesn't care anymore. The NFL is going to play their games no matter what other sport is there. And next year's going to be interesting because I think I think Christmas is on a Wednesday next year. Yes, correct. Because uh, next year's the leap year, so yeah. it goes from Monday to Wednesday. Do we not think that the NFL is going to play a game on Christmas Wednesday next year? Like, because you, you, Flounder, you brought up a great point. Maybe put that team on Thursday night football the week before, mm -hmm. or because they do the holiday schedule, they start with games on Saturday. Saturday to Wednesday would be your Sunday Thursday turnaround. So you would still have you know whenever you have the teams on a short week. I don't think they care anymore. Because I think I think the the NFL is just as you mentioned, like if you're a football family, you planned your holiday around making sure your presents were done mainly by one o'clock because you wanted to watch football for twelve straight hours. That's what I did. Like I watched the Knicks and the Bucks, but I had the Chiefs and Raiders on the second screen, mm -hmm. and then once the Nick game finished up, I would flip flop. But the the, the focus was more so. On the NFL, Smoke as a longtime diehard Panther fan, would you like to see the Panthers play on Christmas Day, or would you rather to have the holiday all day to spend time with your your family and friends? Well, we do a lot of our stuff in my family, at least in the morning, so it doesn't really affect me as much. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say though, it, under the right circumstances, <clears throat> excuse me, under the right circumstances. Don't get choked up now. It's going to happen. They're going to play on Christmas smoke. Yeah, I mean. It, well, they played on He's Thanksgiving. He's crying, so. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means we're actually good, hopefully. But Oh, uh, there we go, yeah. Uh, but, you know, under right circumstances, right year, it would actually work out, I think. But I'm also – I also feel like the NBA having a Christmas Day game is one thing. Just because the games go a lot quicker, it's a lot more free-flowing, 
And plus, you're still early enough in the season to where it doesn't really have massive implications. Like a lot of people, a lot of casual fans, Christmas Day is the first time they watch NBA basketball the whole entire year. But in Mm -hmm. NFL football, this is, you know, nut-cutting time for a lot of teams. This is when it gets to the nitty-gritty of who's the real (laughs) teams, who are not, who's trying to make a legit playoff push. And I know we have an extra week now in the season where usually this upcoming week would have been the season finale. But still, it's a very important time of the year. I don't want to be that stressed during Christmas Day watching uh, Panthers football. So would you rather see the Hornets play at 5 o'clock on a Christmas Day as opposed to seeing the Panthers Saints at a 1 o'clock? Yes. Okay. That and Carolina, the Hornets are the only team, I, don't, I think, at this point that has not played. Yeah, they're the, they're the only NBA team yeah. to not be featured by, on Christmas. By the way, they will not be playing at 5 o'clock. That, that is a prime spot. They would fit perfectly you never in know. that 2 o'clock spot. They right? have to win a title or make the NBA final. Yeah, I feel like they're yeah. in that 2 o'clock window. Maybe them and Dude. Atlanta. Maybe like Trey Young versus LaMelo. Maybe that could, that could get people excited. As someone that gets to watch their team play every holiday, there's nothing worse than seeing your team lose on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I broke a computer three years ago when the Cowboys lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're a stable fella. So, like, you know, for, for if you're a Panther fan that gets upset that you're you're not getting to watch your team play on holidays – um, it's probably for the best because there's not nothing smoke. worse. Smoke never yells at the TV when he's sitting in the studio. Never. There's no. nothing worse than watching your team play on a holiday that you take time away from your family and your friends and you watch them watch them get beat. Um, there's nothing worse. Um, but that's a good way to start out the uh, the producer show. We got a great we got a bunch of great names. Uh, the replacements came in. That's a great football move. So maybe maybe we run with that for the next couple of days. But when we come back here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're going to talk about our quarterback, Bryce Young, because mm. I think the young rookie had his uh, coming out party in the loss of the Packers on Sunday. We'll talk about that and more right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're listening to The Replacements on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Also, maybe Smokey and the Bandits might be a name we uh, we run with the rest of the week. We'll be with, we'll be here with you today, tomorrow, and Friday from 10 to 12. Um, oh, yeah. And we're getting some, uh, some fanfare on the text line. Um, miserable Human Being oh. said, you guys do a great job all year. Oh, I look thank forward you. to this week. So, uh... For a guy that's miserable, and this might be my burner account, um, he's, yeah. he's he's excited to listen to us talk a little a little sports this week, and we're going to dive into Panthers Packers in just a moment. But uh, we got a phone call during the first segment. All of our hearts thought we thought it was management maybe calling to take us off the air, but it Give happened it to be uh, 
the former co-host of the Mac Attack, Jim Selania. He's on the line, and Trumpy told me he wants to talk food. Selania, good morning, man. What you got for us today? How you guys doing? First of all, you know, I think you probably ought to call yourselves the overachievers. Because uh, who would have thought it? Who would have thought that you'd all be together on doing this radio show on FNZ, huh? That's right. That's right. Well, you cleared the path for us, Jimmy. Yeah, I started off on weekends <laughs> with uh, with Sean Wheeler. I think that might have been my first show. The uh, I can't remember what we called it. Uh, it's a strange name. Uh, anyway, you know, I, I, I have you guys run into any food faux pas yet uh, in your in your travels for your holiday meals, and sometimes you're you're introduced to foods that you don't, uh, you're not quite familiar with. I was in a fisherman's wharf and I was in my twenties when I got out to KGO TV in San Francisco. And I'm sitting at this big table at, Dimag- at DiMaggio's joint down there in a fisherman's wharf and, uh, with all the blue bloods in San Francisco. And I, I said, well, there's some breadsticks out there in the table. I'll have one of those. And I picked one up and put, put some butter on it and, uh, bit into it. And it was a freaking zucchini. As I found yeah. out later on, after what? I spit it out, oh. after I spit it out in front of all these old timers, and they looked at me like, "What the what the hell's wrong with Jim Bob there?" That's what they, that's what they called me. <laughs> I came from Louisville, Kentucky, and I wound up in San Francisco. So anyway, I spit this zucchini out. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a joke. I thought they played a joke on me. I thought I was biting into a breadstick, and it was a zucchini. I think it's some kind of vegetable, but it was horrible. Anyway, I was, just, I was just wondering, have you guys ever been confronted with a food faux pas like that where you're maybe eating some food you haven't eaten before? You're at a relative's house, and you don't know what it is, but you go ahead and try it anyway. You know, so, I mean, just open that up to your to your listeners, and uh, maybe you guys might have a story or two about that. All right, we appreciate the phone call, Jimmy. Um, I have not, but I'm a very picky eater. So if I'm going through the line, I'm going to ask over and over again, you know, what is this? What's in it? Because there's a lot of things I do not eat. So that's a now. Well, yeah, but when you're sitting at a table at Joe DiMaggio's place with all these blue bloods from San Francisco, you don't go, hey, what is this? What what, are you, what is this here? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. You, Have some respect. You, yeah. Well, you try to act, you, you try to act like you've been there before, even though you haven't. And I wound up with a piece of zucchini in my mouth and I, it freaked me out, you know, so that that's my uh, that's my embarrassing food story. And over the holidays, that's usually when they happen. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think here. A food faux pas. Not holidays, because i got to be honest. I don't even remember the last time we ate a regular meal over at somebody else's house for the holidays. Like, we typically stay home. So, hmm. I got one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, I'm so thinking. it's not necessarily a meal, but... I- so got my grandma, God, God rest her soul. When we would go up to her house, she would usually bake cookies. So you think, oh, cookies, these are going to be really good. Except they're cookies that are so hard that they crunch like harder than most chips. Oh, mm. So as I grew to like them and grew to appreciate them just because of how ridiculous they are. But I remember the first couple of times as a kid, you hear it bite into it like crunch. Like you, I was like, did I crack a tooth? I'm like, oh, no, this is the damn cookies. They're that damn hard. I would say the faux faux pas would probably be, I remember we were at Charlotte Motor Speedway and they were giving out like samples of something and they were away from their normal booth. And I was there with 
my friend, was it with NASCAR Brad? Or no, maybe it was with Tanner, one of my other friends. And they come up to us. They say, hey, you want to try this burger? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, the vegan burger. Yeah, Not vegan bad. burger. Vegan burger. That's that's the one where I was Ooh. like, now I got to tell you, if you if they didn't tell you, you would probably would have had no idea. Um, but that's, yeah, that's probably the one. That's probably the one. But yeah, Tur's a family. Like, nah, they ain't fooling because I'm going to spit it out and tell them what is this. I've got one that okay. was really bad. What do you uh, got? I was working in a smokehouse up in the mountains, and uh, I thought these guys made steak to put in a taco, and apparently it was cow tongue. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh. It was bad. It was terrible. Yikes. I spit that out so oh. fast. It was atrocious. Yeah, there's is not a whole slimy? lot I can say about eating cow tongue there, Shrop. Was it slimy? No, it was just tough, dude. It was it was bad. Gross. Mm. Mm. Well, it wasn't gross as we'll try to transition now <laughs> to, to <laughs> a Panther Talk. Look at that, dude. You know, from cow tongue to Bryce Young. Bryce Young on Sunday. Um, and, and I think, you know, and before we get to it, the three of us, all pro Bryce guys, right? Like, Believe that Bryce Young is going to end up being the guy that was drafted at number one overall for the Panthers? Yes, 100%. Smoke, you're there? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, you know, as, as we've all learned and endured during this now 2-13 and 13 season, Panther fan base, not a lot of patience for the number one overall draft pick. Um, his two wins, though, have been game-winning drives. One of them, you know, in, in downpouring rain. He almost had another come-from-behind win on Sunday. Leading care, <clears throat> leading Carolina back from thirty to sixteen down in the fourth. Carolina would lose thirty-three to thirty, um, but Bryce was twenty-three of thirty-six, three hundred twelve yards, two passing touchdowns, a three-twelve easily the career high um, for the rookie quarterback. And Smoke, you and I were talking before we we, we got in, in the studio. It felt like a loss during Cam Newton's rookie year, and that's all we've kind of asked for at different points in the year. Was like if we're going to be bad. At least be fun. At least be entertaining. You got that on Sunday because you saw something from the rookie that we believe existed, but we haven't seen it yet on an NFL playing field. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of saw – we've seen some signs of this this year at certain points, but they've unfortunately not been as constant as we we had hoped because I think the the back half of the Detroit game and the first half of the Miami game, you, you look at that Texans game, you saw a lot of positive signs. And even in the back half of the game against Atlanta, as ugly as that game was, Bryce Young was able to make big plays down the stretch. But this felt like the first time we'd really seen a near full game sample size. I wouldn't say full because the first quarter he struggled and missed on a couple of throws he should have made. Uh, but it's the first time it's like, hey, this is the guy here. This is the, this is the guy you traded up for it's for number one. He was able to make plays, able to be in clean pockets, able to have receivers open and was able to dom- able to be a competent look like a very, very good quarterback to say, hey, this is paying off here in some way. I know people have been saying, hey, this is the Packers defense. That is not that good. They're historically not been great at all. Last two weeks, they gave uh, players NFC player to week honors, including Tommy DeVito. But I also think, too, he's going against one of the best defense backs in the whole entire league in Jair Alexander. Yeah, that, that can't be no laughing matter. So. As much as people want to downgrade this performance by Bryce, I think it was tremendous, and hopefully this gets him more motivated to play great down the stretch in the last two weeks. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was 11 of 17 uh, for two touchdowns on on intermediate throws. He had 12 completions of 10 or more air yards. His QBR was 97.6 in the fourth quarter. 
the second highest of any QB in the NFL so far this season. Mm. Blown, you were there in the press box up there with yeah. uh, Mac and unfortunately Willie P. What what stood out to you from? Oh, oh my um, God! From from the best game we've seen from a rookie quarterback. And if finally, like, he built off of the success he had last week in the win over Atlanta. Yeah, look, I, I thought he was outstanding. Um, won the whole game. Uh, I'll, I'll say in the first quarter, I was n- a little nervous. He missed a few throws um, early that he should have had, a lot of them high. Uh, you could see that the footwork wasn't great. But once he settled in, and I, I really think that you saw again what we have been saying this we need to see more of. We need to see it designed in this offense. He gets outside the pocket. He makes things happen. That's where you see that point guard mentality that we talked about with him coming out of the draft. It's a it's a dude that knows how to make quick decisions and make the right decisions. And so, I mean, I, I thought it was outstanding. You mentioned going against Jair Alexander, his first game back as well. Um, DJ Chark has a really successful day. Adam Thielen has one of his most successful days here uh, in, in the last few weeks because, yeah, really since the, about midseason, teams have been really keying in on Adam Thielen and saying, okay, make someone else beat us. Well, you got that help from DJ Chark, who's now played good in back-to-back weeks. Tommy Trimble looked really good, especially early in the game. Four catches, 59 yards for him. So I, I think you're seeing the guys around him are starting to step up and help him. Um, and, and you're, you know, you're seeing Bryce, I think, start to get more comfortable. I also like you talked about 12 completions or 10 or more air yards. Clearly, this is an offense that has been opened up a little bit for him. They want him to take these shots down the field where it seemed like, and I don't know if this was Frank Reich. I don't know if this was Josh McCown, whatever it was. They did not feel comfortable with him throwing the ball down the field early in the season. Offensive line certainly didn't help. But I think that now you're starting to see he's getting more comfortable. The staff is trusting him a little bit more, which you have to do if you want to see him succeed. And now, I mean, that that's a game the other day where you watch that and you still say to yourself, I don't think he's the guy. Then you're just you're, you're just wanting that to be the case. That is a game that, yes, they lost. That should give Panther fans some hope that this was the right pick. And I think another positive from this game was the running game wasn't really that good. They no. stuffed out the running game. Great Chuba, point. Chuba averaged 2.7 yards per carry, easily his worst game in a long while. Uh, so I think that was a positive sign, too. As much as people want to crap on this Green Bay defense, they shut down possibly the biggest strength of this Carolina offense to this point in the year. You know, you bring up a great point because I think we all thought if they could run the ball, that like I think if we said going in Bryce Hessler for 300 yards – they're probably not competitive. They probably don't win the game. And he had to because, as you mentioned, the running game just, you know, it wasn't there. They ran the ball, um, I think it was 25 times for, for 96 yards. You had a long of 20 to really help out that yards per carry average. But, you know, I think something that I've come back to after every time we've watched the Panthers lose, and it's been a lot this year, is how many times have I came away and said, oh, that loss was on Bryce? It hasn't been very many. And this was another one where it's like, this wasn't on Bryce. Like you were down thirty to sixteen with what eight, eight, eight and a half, nine minutes to go in the game. Yeah, and he, somewhere and, in that range. You know, he gets you back with the chance to even after you gave up the lead. You know, he got you in field goal range. He just ran out of time. Like you know, I said after the Atlanta game, we'll never know how much that game meant for him. Like because we're not him. Like, but you could just see that from what he did against Atlanta to what he did against Green Bay, it finally carried over. 
it finally translated. And now that Thomas Brown is no longer being handcuffed by Frank Reich and he's getting to do what he wants to do, um, you can see that this is the office we thought we were getting in the in the preseason. Like when they put the roster together, we thought we were going to see this style of offense, them moving the ball up and down the field, scoring 30 points. I hate that it came at 2-13 and 13 after you fired another head coach, and Thomas Brown most likely won't be back here, but damn, Sunday was fun to watch. I mean, look, this is the reason why, and I made the argument myself to put him on the bench. But this is the reason why sticking with him was probably the right decision. That's and a good point. Now, more of it, I think, has to go into the fact that I clearly I did not know that there would be this much of a difference. I think the last two weeks in particular, we have seen a much more aggressive game plan from Thomas Brown. I think it's, you know, he's, he's trying to show the rest of the league what he can do because, look, he knows there, there are guys that could be back that are on this staff. I mean, the defensive staff, I think you've got a good chance to see the majority of those guys back, especially if Giro Evero stays. Chris Tabor could be back as a special teams coach because of his track record. The guys on the offensive side of the ball know they are not coming back. And so I feel like Thomas Brown kind of said, probably thought to himself, well, let me lay it all out on the line. Let me do some of the things that I want to do and kind of show the rest of the league what I can do. And I got to tell you, the last two weeks... The game plan has been very solid. Um, so, I, I mean, I think you got to give him a lot of credit. But you also, I mean, these these guys that stepped up, like DJ Chark, I mean, yeah, I, one of the first thoughts I had to myself was where the heck was this the entire season? <laughs> and I know he got hurt early in the year. But you're telling me that lasted the entire year? Like, come on, man. But now it's starting to click. You just, I, to me, I kind of wondered, okay, if DJ Chark, because that – that DJ Chark that we saw the other day, that was the guy that we heard about in training camp. That was yeah. the guy that who was, made a Pro Bowl. That was the guy that we heard Bryce was hitting on every deep pattern. He They, they were tearing it up. It's the one that we saw so, happen, too. I mean, we saw videos of him making crazy catches in training camp. Dude, our guys, when they were down there, were saying, dude, Bryce is, I mean, it's it's Bryce and DJ Chark. That's the same uh, so, DJ Chark who showed up last year on Christmas Eve against Carolina when he was in Detroit. Yeah. Yes. It's, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's health, but I think you're seeing him step up. Tommy Trimble, look, I don't know if he's the, the, the long-term solution at tight end, but I think the other day showed you there's there's capability there. He could you be give a him a chance, player. he's got a shot. He could be a better version of Ian Thomas. He could maybe be a tight end, <laughs> Yes, too, but like Tommy Trimble. member of the Panthers Foundation that we give a four-year contract extension to? Okay. <laughs> the floor isn't too high to be settle better down, than Ian Thomas. Rappaport, settle down. Has has DJ Chark's recent performance make you? Does it make you kind of want to see him on this team again next year? Oh, that's uh, you got to look at the market for wide receivers, which I don't. I mean, there are some big names, like not if it's going to come at the expense of maybe getting a T Higgins here. Yeah, but I mean, he can't ask for too tra- much. You got to trade for T Higgins though, right? Um, he's a free agent, right? Is it DJ Chark is, yes. No, I think T. Higgins is too. Is yeah. he a free agent? Well, yeah, but he could easily get okay. franchise tagged. But but with yeah. but with DJ Chark, I mean, with his lack of performance early in the year, you would think he wouldn't be able to ask for too much. You I mean, he would I mean? definitely so. be cheap. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard, but at the same time, like 
Especially, I mean, he he can't just finish. You have to question with him. And especially the other thing is, remember the comments that he made about Bryce after the one game where he basically threw Bryce under the bus and said, yeah, he made a mistake. Well, so I, but also, I don't know. But also with Adam Thielen saying, uh, and that one that quote was, saying, yeah, being like, point. oh, I might, interesting. yeah, him saying I might have to like reconsider coming back next year. I mean, if his number one option and Adam Thielen leaves, well, the thing with at least Thielen, want to have someone that has he, he has some chemistry with? Do you want yeah, to keep him? I, I mean, look, at, at this point, the whole entire offense is going to be overhauled. Yeah. Because the group that Scott Fitterer put together didn't fit the scheme that they hired. And I think that's got to be the decision that you got to make is that are you bringing back guys that just have you know continuity with Bryce? Or are you bringing back guys that are going to fit the scheme that is going to be implemented? Because I think what we've seen with, with DJ Chark is, he just didn't fit what Frank Reich wanted to do, and even though it looked good in training camp when they got into game, you know, in, into season mode, it didn't translate. He lost confidence, and he wasn't the guy that he wanted to be. Speaking of confidence, we got a guy that's got a lot of it. It's time for shropping it like it's hot. All righty, gentlemen, this one is big for people that are going into their last rounds or maybe their Super Bowl round like I advanced to in Clowns oh, League. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> but Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson is out for the season with a torn ACL and MCL, so that is a big hit. Or if you were going against him, that's a big plus for you. But, yeah, sucks to see him out for the year. That is a big name. Uh, hopefully he has a speedy recovery and can come back and do some more great things next year. But, yeah, uh, Nick Mullins has been – Taking that team down. I don't know why they don't go back to Josh Dobbs. Well, I mean, he's hurt them a little bit, but he was the reason they were in the game the other day. I mean, he threw for yeah with his four interceptions. Yeah. That's the thing is is it's kind of a trade off. Josh Dobbs, look, man, Josh Dobbs was a great story in Arizona. They trade him there. Um, Josh Dobbs, the best that Josh Dobbs looked was the the first week that he came there, where he was there for what, like two days, didn't, didn't know, know a his single teammates, guy, didn't know the locker room, and he was and he was great. Since then, I mean, dude, he was the guy that was their quarterback, where they won three nothing over the Raiders. Yeah, he looked so, like a guy that I mean, wanted to be an astronaut, not a, not an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but the Vikings, I mean. This is a must. It's do or die this weekend against the Packers. I don't think they're making the play. I can't see it, man. I, I mean, but the thing is, like. For them, you got to feel pretty good that you're even in it, right? Like when Kirk Cousins went down, I mean, a lot of people probably thought that was it for him. So, I mean, it's it's been the fact that they're in it is great, but I I can't see him making the playoffs. All right, when we come back, we mentioned the Duke's Mayo Bowl at the top of the show. We'll take a big look at that game, Carolina West Virginia at the bank. We'll dive into that and more from bowl season right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Team K at the 
WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is always the place to be. Head to Mitts and Moorhead before and after every home game this fall and tailgate right across the street from the stadium while the boys broadcast the countdown to kickoff from the Audi Charlotte studio. And while you're there, make sure to get your JJ's Red Hots and Pepsi products to fuel up for the game. The Jack Daniels Doghouse is open each and every game day. And we want to party with you courtesy of Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The official home of the Charlotte Sports Band. Did you know in 1970 the interest rate for a mortgage was 7.33%? Back then, if you had waited for rates to come down, you wouldn't have purchased a home until 1993. Hey, it's your hometown realtor, Thomas Elrod. That's right. You would have been paying rent for 23 years just waiting for the rates to go down. That's around $200,000 in rent. Meanwhile, the value of real estate quadrupled. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Now is the time to divorce your landlord, marry the home, and date the rate. To learn more about making the right move at the right time, just reach out to highperformancerealestate.com and we'll see you at the closing table. Hey, it's Jeff Rickard to give you an update on my PhD weight loss program, but really it's talking to you about what you can do for yourself. It's that time of the year, you're out and about, you're thinking about what am I going to get my wife, my girlfriend, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, whatever. How about a gift for yourself? How about PhD weight loss? Do me a favor and write this phone number down, 980-306-2100. That's 980-306-2100, or you can go to myphdweightloss.com. But check it out and give yourself a gift for 2024. I've lost almost... 40 pounds and I've regained my life and I've regained the joy and the things that I like to do with my body and having fun and I just feel better than I have in years and PhD weight loss is the reason Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team of health experts make it so easy to understand the science behind how your body works, how it fuels itself and what you can do to make it better. Call this number 980-306-2100 or go to myphdweightloss.com and give yourself a gift for 2024. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. <laughs> the leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account with IRS. I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. They are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice the 16-year-old boy who got, got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to, to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. 
hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Got something to say but don't have the time to wait? Text us at 704-570-9610. The WFNZ text line is powered by the Carolina Men's Clinic. Tackle ED and low T with the Carolina Men's Clinic. Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I'm going to go with the replacements. I kind of like that one because that's, I mean, we're filling in that role, right? And I think we're doing a pretty solid job. So we'll probably get fired later today. Uh, But hopefully it is not before we do our show down at the WFNZ doghouse powered by Jack Daniels. It'll be myself, Fiddy, Smoke will be... Keeping us between the navigational beacons, as Kyle likes to say. Mm. And uh, we will be previewing the game going on across the street. It'll actually start during our show. So we'll keep you up to date uh, for the final 30 minutes of the show on what's going on in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. That is uh, the headliner bowl of the day. Uh, Plenty of bowl action. I think there are four games that are on today. So, yeah, bowl season really starting to rev up. This, of course, all in preparation for uh, Monday's college football playoff semifinals. That's going to be huge. But, uh, yeah, if you're uh, a fan of Carolina, West Virginia, just a fan that wants to go out, watch some uh, watch some bowl action, there's still plenty of tickets available. Uh, so make sure you get your ticket and come on down and see us over at the WFNZ Doghouse. Heck, if you don't want to pay for the ticket, you can come down, hang out with us, Watch the game down there. It'll be a whole bunch of fun. And again, we start at 3, go until 6, so make sure that you guys come and check that out. But let's talk about the game itself a little bit here. Um, You know, this is, again, two teams going in completely opposite directions. We talked about it a little bit this morning uh, on Charlotte Sports Today. Carolina comes in 8-4, and but this is a team that was 6-0. and and just completely collapsed down the stretch for the second consecutive season. Uh, they lost four of their last five to uh, power conference opponents. So Carolina definitely needs this one, but they're going to be missing, I said it this morning, almost 30 guys from their roster. Now, some of those guys are walk-ons that have gone to the transfer portal. The majority of them are guys that uh, – Our scholarship players, guys that have either entered the portal, there's a bunch of injuries for Carolina as well, and there are some guys that are going to the NFL. So it's going to be a completely new-look team. Uh, You wonder what the energy level is going to be for a team that faded down the stretch of the season, but with some of those new faces, it might work out pretty well for Carolina. What do you think about that? I know we talked about that on our podcast this could serve for those guys. It might actually be a little bit better for Carolina that some of those guys are playing because they are for them. It's their chance to prove themselves. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think in the playoff portal era, bowl games have become really not significant. Um, the most important part of bowl games are the 12 to 15 practices you get leading up to it, and then because you got so much roster overhaul, a chance to see and evaluate new guys and. If you're a Carolina fan, that should be your uh, reason why you're watching this game. Um, you know, you shouldn't be watching this game expecting to win or even really hoping to win because that's that's probably not very likely. This West Virginia team, the last two-thirds of the year, was a really good team in the Big 12. 
Uh, but Carolina's got to find a lot of answers on its roster. Starting at quarterback, Connor Harrell's going to get the start. And, um, you know, I think that's what today is going to offer is a chance for Mac Brown and this staff to, you know, evaluate those dudes, see what you got um, on your roster and see where you got to go in the portal moving forward to really up, up you know, up, upgrade the roster. Um, you know, all in all, it's just, just disappointing you're back here. Like, you started your season here with yep. the hopes of the second game you played here being in the ACC title game. That didn't happen. Um, in many years, like, 8-4 and four is a good year. You take 8-4. and Because 8-4 um, and four for Toriel football, and you get you a lifetime contract for, for most coaches. But when you got maybe the, the second NFL draft pick at quarterback, and you're still losing at home to, you know, Virginia, and you're still losing on the road to Georgia Tech, it's a tough pill to swallow, and it's why this program, Smoke, finds itself once again at a crossroads in Mac Brown 2.0. Yeah, and I, I feel like if it was anyone other than Mac Brown that has had the history that he's had at Carolina, we'd be seriously talking about him possibly maybe being let go or heading into next year. And I think still with Mac Brown, next year could be a big hot seat year. Heading into being in the hot seat of like, who this feels like one of Larry Fedora's last two years, just because the unknown at quarterback, you you got so lucky that you got Sam Howell, who was originally supposed to play at Florida State, but you flipped him right when Mac got there. The energy from 2019 and even 2020 was, I mean, amazing for that program. But ever since 2021, Sam's last year, you, you took a big hit, uh, downside in production, just the defense, the offensive line struggled. Then you got lucky again by flipping Drake May, who's basically part of one of Carolina's first families, and, you know, Felt like, okay, we're good. We got an even better quarterback now, so we're going to be good. And in the last two years, November has been a house of horrors for North Carolina. And then you're probably leading up in a bowl game again at Charlotte, much like 2021, where it feels like it could be a potential blowout with the way things are going. Because unlike North Carolina, West Virginia heading into this year, Neil Brown felt like dead man walking. Yep. Instead, mm -hmm. they had a strong back half of the year, and they're now 8-4, and four, potentially with a nine-win season. And we're six and three in a, a pretty solid Big Twelve altogether. So it's concerning. And plus, what has been the weakness with this Carolina defense down the stretch of the season? Run defense. Yes. And what does West Virginia do arguably better than anyone else in the country? Run the football. Fourth in the country in rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, what they've been doing the back half of the year, like you you look at some of the splits and the average per rush they have. Oh, it's insane. I, I mean, some games they were averaging seven. There was one game where they averaged like nine yards per carry. Their guy who's good, Jaheim White, who is a true freshman, he's going to start this game. He started most of the games down the stretch of the season. He is, I mean, he he's averaging 8.2 yards per carry. I mean, how's Carolina going to slow him down? I mean, and then you got not, Garrett Green, too. Yeah. He can run. Yeah. I, I mean, just, Garrett Green is not know, really man. a passer, but he can. He's all, also has like 700 yards rushing. He does, the thing that. He does well is, yes, he's not a guy that's going to lead you to victory with his arm. He's a guy, though, that he is able to move the ball on crucial downs and he doesn't turn the football over. That's that's what you want from a guy that may not. I mean, he uses his legs when he needs big plays and he just relies on his arm to you know move the sticks and everything like that. I, I think, look, I, I would be shocked if they get blown out. Because I do think that there are a lot of guys on this roster that are going to be motivated for Carolina. This is their first opportunity. I think you'll see some energy. 
I think you'll also see that there will be some guys like Cayman Rucker, Marcus Allen, guys that played almost exclusively at their positions this year that'll probably be a little more rested. But yeah, I'd be pretty stunned if they come out and win. Although I will say this, so far early in bowl season, we have seen a couple of shockers. We have seen teams that have been really depleted by the transfer portal. I mean, look at Duke, man. Nobody thought they were going to win that game. And, I mean, I'll be damned if they didn't dominate that game against Troy. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, I find it hard-pressed to believe Carolina's walking away with the victory in this one. Yeah, no, if, if, if you're a Carolina fan, my message to you is, man, if you got plans for today, you're spending time with family, friends, don't don't make those things go short to go watch this game. Like, because, you know, unless you've got a 12-pack and a bottle of liquor, you know, it's probably not going to be a fun experience for you because it's probably not going to be a fun afternoon. Um, well, and honestly, this doesn't feel like a home game for North Carolina. No, because no, West there Virginia won't be any Toriel fans. Yeah, because West Virginia, like, this is massive for them. Every time they play in Charlotte, West Virginia Mountaineer fans travel well. This is a big event for them. Mm-hmm. They're just excited to get out of the mountains, you know, come out of the sticks. <laughs> and it's not that far of a drive. It's, what, two, two and a half hours, depending on where you are in the state, maybe three. So. Yeah, certain, yeah, certain areas, so, yeah. I mean, this is a big deal for them, especially it's considering they didn't think they were going to be in this spot. They were just hoping and praying that they were going to fire their coach. Ironically, the coach that got fired wasn't the coach that they were thinking was going to get fired this year <laughs> in Bob Huggins. So, I mean, and look, West Virginia, even though that they've had their football coach are so rich, they may not be a national powerhouse, but they truly care about college football more than most schools. So they're going to take any small victory as a massive deal for them. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more potentially about that later on. Uh, I may have something on that in my closing arguments of the show. Uh, but let's turn to the other team that played in Bank of America Stadium here recently, and that is the Carolina Panthers. And we got to talk about Bryce Young and some questionable calls. Did the officiating take away what could have been a special win for Bryce and the Panthers. Talk about that coming up in hour two of the replacements here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.